This is episode 178 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Survival for the Common Man, A Strategy to Move Your Plan Forward, and The Healing Garden, 10 Herbs to Grow in the Survival Garden. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, we received uh, another review on uh, iTunes, and I wanted to share it with you. I, I was a little hesitant, so this is coming from Ace uh, in Canada, and I was a little hesitant on posting this one, or, or at least uh, referring to it, because I noticed that it wasn't showing up in, in iTunes when I went to it on my computer, but uh, the, the, the web hosting that I have for the, for the podcast, um, it brings in the reviews from iTunes, and so uh, I was seeing it here, but I, it wasn't popping up over there, so I was like, well, what's going on? So uh, I finally went ahead and um, sent a, a message to the web host, and uh, what they do is they pull in iTunes from uh, all different kinds of iTunes. Well, they're calling it iTunes stores, but basically I think it's different countries. And, um, you know, so Ace is, is uh, writing this from Canada. And so that's why it's not showing up when I'm going into the iTunes store myself and, and see, you know, looking up the Prepper, uh, web, the Prepper website podcast. I'm not seeing it in the reviews there. So uh, I was like, all right, well, cool. Um, uh, so I felt comfortable sharing it, sharing it out that way. Uh, so anyway, so Ace says this. Uh, it's a very valuable service. As someone who spends up to 14 hours a day on the road, I don't have time to sit and watch videos or read. There are lots of prepping podcasts and audiobooks out there, but no one else does what Todd does with magazines, articles, and columns. Having someone sift through hundreds of articles and then read them aloud has proven to be a very valuable resource. Todd goes through all of it for you, adds his expertise and commentary, and presents it in an easy listening audio format. Without this podcast, I'd be missing out on tons of information. Thank you, Brother Todd, for this great service. May the Lord continue to bless you and your family. So, uh, awesome. Uh, I do really appreciate uh, that, uh, that review, Ace. And uh, yeah, I mean, 14 hours a day on the road, man, that's a, that's a long time. But I'm glad that we uh, we get to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of that a little piece of that uh, for you there. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of great podcasts out there, and when we uh, and one reason why I was hesitant to even get into the podcast, uh, get in get into this uh, this field, was because there were so many great podcasts out there. Uh, but I realized that there wasn't anyone doing what what uh, what I was doing. And so if you can believe it or not, I even played around with, um, there is a service that you can, um, you can pay for. Uh, they do have a free service. I don't even know what it's called anymore because it's been so long ago. But uh, there is a free aspect of a freemium app, I guess. Uh, but this one, uh, you could pay for it and uh, send an article and it would completely turn it into uh, an audio um an audio mp3 right so it would be like a it was more computer generated voice and it had a bunch of different voices or, or types of voices that you can choose from even like american australian you know whatever uh in all different accents but it was still computer generated you could still it was computer generated 
So uh, when I was looking into it, I'm like, hey, you, you could do that. But uh, I just realized it would be better if I just read them. And uh, so we started doing that. So, uh, I, again, Ace, I appreciate the five-star review. And uh, it, like I said, it really helps out. Uh, it, it gives me a boost, man. It really, it really does. It is a blessing to me when I see something like that because I know that it is a blessing out there. You, when someone goes to do a review, you've taken the time to go to iTunes or uh, you know Stitcher. We still haven't received any any reviews on Stitcher, but it, you take the time to go to these these places and put in a review. And so I, I do really do appreciate that and the feedback. Uh, like I said, it is a blessing to me, and it helps get the message out there in uh, in iTunes. iTunes seems to like that, and then it helps in the algorithm. So again, thank you so much for doing that, Ace. And uh, you know, if, if anybody else out there who'd love to do a review, I'd really appreciate it. I uh, think you know uh, it, it helps out a lot, and uh, it, it helps keep me going definitely. Hey. Um, I know that I've talked about it in the past, but every every Monday, Tuesday, depending on just how things flow, uh, I normally release something called the Weekly Watchman on Ed That Matters. And I, I recently started this back up again, probably in the last three to four weeks. Um, I used to do it on a website that I had called PrepperChurch.com, and that's finally the hosting kind of ran out, ran out on that one. And I had some other things that I would do there, but... Um, I always watch these these videos on YouTube, and I would sometimes I watch them. Uh, one of them, like John Haller's video, uh, it's a prophecy update. Sometimes I watch it, uh, or not watch it. I actually listen to it uh, coming home from church, and uh, I just it, it, I think it's very very valuable. And so uh, there's a lot of you out there that are looking for um, looking for current events. And uh, even Ace, uh, you know, if you have, depending on your plan that you have, uh, you might uh, be able to pull these up, you know, on, on YouTube. Uh, if you have that, uh, that ability, if you are traveling and you're wanting uh, a little bit, you know, you're wanting uh, current events, but also that kind of tie into prophecy. And, uh, you know, that's something that you, if you're interested in. Uh, I do have that over there on Ed That Matters. It's called The Weekly Watchman. I try to, again, like, release it Monday or Tuesday. There's about four or five different uh, guys that I uh, pay attention to. And so hopefully they would be interesting to you as well. Uh, Bible prophecy is something I think is, is, is important. But um, connecting it to current events and what's going on, there are some things that are happening in the Middle East right now. That are uh, that has people who are you know looking to pro uh, Bible prophecy. It has the the hairs in the back of their neck kind of sticking up because it, four or five years ago this stuff wasn't happening and all of a sudden it's happening. Like you got Russia in the Middle East and it's like oh my goodness you know you've got Syria completely destroyed and uh, it's like wow and so there's a, just a lot a lot of things going on and so if that's something that's interesting to you. Uh, you know, I welcome you to do that. I'm going to go ahead and link to it, uh, or link to the October 23rd one that I, that I um, that I posted on Ed that matters. I'm going to link to it on the show notes uh, on the Prepper website podcast, so you can go ahead and link to that one if you're interested. And then uh, I need to do an article, but there is a way, and I need to do it pretty soon. Uh, there is a way that you can convert uh, videos into uh, MP3s, or or have a service that will bring them into a podcast catcher, and so I will share that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I, I can't believe I haven't done it yet, but anyway, I'll I'll do that one. I think it's very beneficial because I have two podcast catchers. 
uh, one that is specifically designated to YouTube channels that download when I when I get that one going. So I will I will do that here pretty soon. If I don't, man, somebody hit me up, remind me uh, to do that because I think it's a very beneficial service. All right, uh, our first article comes to us from my own personal um, website. Uh, again, Ed that matters, and um, I mean I feel like I'm kind of promoting my own website a lot uh, on this episode. I apologize for that one, but uh, I was meaning to to read this one here. Uh, earlier in the week, and I just never got around to it. I started a new series called Survival for the Common Man, and uh, I know that there's a lot of new preppers or new people listening to this podcast, and you're coming to preparedness, or at least you're starting to, hey, look into it, and like, what is all this about uh, because of the, the podcast? And so uh, I started writing articles on what I would say now to somebody who is new into prepping. Uh, if I was sitting down with them right here, uh, you know, you know, across from my from my table as I do this podcast, what would I like to tell them? How would I like to uh, to to put this information and help them to target their preparedness so that they're not just out there just jumping all over the place? And that's that's kind of what happens if you if you're not focused on what you're doing. Then you'll start gathering a bunch of gear. You'll start grabbing this and this and this, and your preparedness will be very well, one-sided, lopsided. You might start going for all the sexy gear, but you might not have food storage, right? You might not have ways to uh, purify and filter water. And uh, so I'm I'm doing uh, this series on on that and trying to help someone who's new into preparedness, uh, survival for the common man. That's someone who is. Uh, you know, the, all into bushcraft and into wilderness survival and all that kind of stuff. I like that. Uh, I, I do gravitate towards that. But, uh, you know, when I really sit down and really uh, put it all pen to paper, I'm a guy who lives in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. And, uh, you know, I go to a day job. Uh, my, my day job is not this, uh, this podcast. It's not Prepper website. It's a regular job. And I know that there's uh, the majority of people that listen to this, the majority of preppers out there are regular everyday people who uh, you don't live on a homestead. Maybe you aspire to live on a homestead at some point, but you live you know, in a regular home, you have a regular life, you've got kids that go to, you know, to school and you're going to football games and baseball games and doing all that kind of stuff and uh, you're living the, the, a regular life but you realize that preparedness is important. And so uh, you know, that's what I'm kind of writing this for you. Uh, and so let's go ahead and get into this article. Again, it's called Survival for the Common Man, A Strategy to Move Your Plan Forward. Uh, the tagline is, Don't Fear the Unknown, Get Prepared. The best plans won't get you in anywhere if you don't have a strategy plan to move your preparedness forward. And because my goal in this series is to make preparedness a little bit easier for the common man, I would like to give you a strategy that will help you move your preparedness plans forward. But this strategy isn't only for your preparedness plans. This strategy will help you move any plan forward. You'll be amazed at how simple it is. In our last article, Survival for the Common Man, Where to Start, we looked at some of the more probable reasons to prep. You were asked to identify potential points of crisis in natural disasters, financial, medical, and crime. Based on the points you identified, you should have started making plans or at least realizing that these areas need some attention. The strategy. The strategy to move forward with your preparedness plans is super simple. You'll kick yourself after you realize it. I know I did. 
I'm going to walk you through the strategy using the example below. Start with your problem, write it out and be specific. For my example, I will use the problem of crime. The problem, crime is up in my community. I want to make sure my home is safe. So what does it look like? Then write out what your problem looks like. This could be in paragraph or list form. I will do both as an example. Here's the paragraph form. A few homes in the neighborhood have been broken into. My wife and kids have heard about it and don't feel safe in the home when I'm away. Every time a noise is heard outside, they jump and get panicked. My wife asked me what she should, what she should do if she felt someone was trying to break in. The list. Now, this is the list version. Uh, no, number one, neighborhood homes have been broken into. Number two, wife and kids don't feel safe when I'm away. Number three, they get jumpy and panicked at times. Number four, how will my wife defend herself and the kids? So I created a free strategy worksheet which will help you walk through these steps. You can download it by clicking on this link. So if you go to this article uh, a little bit later on, uh, you will, and I'll link to it like I link to all the articles on uh, the show notes, uh, you'll be able to download this, uh, this little worksheet here. Uh, what do I want it to look like? So the first step is uh, what, does, what does it look like? So you're kind of listing out what your current scenario uh, looks like. Uh, the second part is what do I want it to look like? So next, write down what your problem will look like after it is fixed and it is no longer a problem. Again, you can do it in paragraph or list form. I'll do both below. Paragraph. I want my family to be, to be and feel safe and secure in the home. I want my wife to feel comfortable and confident enough to defend herself and the kids if I'm not home. I want thieves, if they ever did make it down my street, to choose another home. So doing this by a list, I would have, number one, for my family to feel comfortable in the home. Two, for my wife to feel confident enough to not be a victim and defend herself and the kids. And number three, to, do, to deter any thief from breaking into or targeting my home. So the third aspect of, of that is how do I get there from here? The last step is to write down what it would take to get from what does it look like to what do I want it to look like. These are the steps you would take. In this step, I prefer to write out the steps in a list. So number one, uh, change the deadbolt lock on the back door. Number two, buy a higher wattage bulb for the outside light, possibly add another light if needed. Number three, look into a security system, research monitored versus DIY. Number four, purchase pepper spray as a temporary solution for the wife to use in case of an emergency. Number five, take the wife to the gun range and get her some basic training in firearms. Number six, if she feels comfortable enough, get the wife more advanced firearm training. Number seven, this is an extra deterrent, add a security sign to the front flower bed. Number eight, extra deterrent, consider getting a big dog and do training. Number nine, extra deterrent, put out a beware of dog sign on the back fence. As you can see, this process is easy to walk through. You just need to be honest about what the current situation looks like and what you want it to look like if it was solved and list out the steps to get there. Sometimes figuring out the steps might require a little research and advice seeking. If you are looking for a good community of preparedness, self-reliant minded people who won't belittle you when you ask a question, come over to the Prepper Website Podcast Facebook group. Action Steps. Download the free strategy worksheet and start working through your plan. All right. 
So, um, to be honest with you, the first time I heard of this, uh, uh, this, this strategy to get you moving forward with a plan, to actually break down the steps, was in a, uh, like in a ministry setting. And it was to help maybe a church move forward or to help a, a, you know, a, a church set up the, their new program. And so you start out with the scenario the way it is now. You start, and then you write down what is the scenario, what, what does the scenario look like when it's complete? What does the perfect scenario look like? And then you add those steps. You know, what does it take to get from where I'm at now to where I want to be? And you start listing those things out. And like I said here at the, at the end of the article, you might need to do a little bit of research. You might need to go out there and say, okay, hey, what do I, uh, you, know, um, you know, how can I, the things that I can do to, to make my wife feel secure? Uh, you know, uh, maybe there's a, uh, an audit that I need, a safety audit that I need to do on my house. I mean, you can add all those kinds of things. Uh, but, you know, there, that's the way, that's the strategy to do it. And what I thought is funny, and the, one of the reasons why this kind of came up today is, when we were in a in a big meeting, an educational, uh, you know, in 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 my real job, <laughs> or in my job, and uh, we they were talking about you know getting strategy, you know, being strategic and moving plans forward and things like that. And uh, the strategy that they gave was kind of similar to this, not exactly, but kind of similar. And I was thinking back, I'm like, man, that's the plan that I learned a long time ago, and and that's kind of like the plan that I talked about on the on uh, that recent article that I put out. And that just kind of helps you to put it down. When you put it down on paper and you're able to verbalize it and you're able to, to write it down, um, you know, what, what a situation looks like, what you want it to look like, and then it's like, okay, how do I get there from there? I mean, what are, you know, you're able to start really seeing some things that you need to put in place. So as you made your plans, you know, because a lot of the times we always talk about that in preparedness. You need to have your plans. You need to make plans. Uh, you need to start out with a plan, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then it's like no one ever tells you how to move forward with it. So as, you, as you're making your plans for whatever it might be, so maybe you're like you realize that I need to have some food storage or I need to have some water or I need to, you know, uh, you know, learn some, uh, be more defensive, right? Um, on whatever, however that means, whatever it is in your preparedness, then you can go ahead and start being strategic in moving forward with your plans. And so you might have three or four of these plans going all at one time, and you might be checking off different aspects of, of the different plans uh, as you're going, but um, at least you're being strategic. You're not just shooting out there um, and, and just like, okay, I'm going to grab a little bit of this, I'm going to grab a little bit of that. I read an article that I need food storage. I read an article that I need water. I read an article that I need to have a garden. You know, and you're doing all this kind of stuff, and you're not really being, uh, you're not, be, you're not being very strategic and intentional in your preparedness. And then you have a whole bunch of just, you know, scattered stuff, and uh, you really don't have a solid plan moving forward. So I hope that this is uh, beneficial to some of you that are out there that are maybe new to preparedness or maybe you you've been in preparedness for a while but you have been kind of uh shooting out and you know just kind of like grabbing some of this grabbing some of that uh whatever whatever seems to uh come to mind because you've read an article or you heard something on a podcast or whatever and so hopefully this does help you to be a little bit more intentional in uh in preparing and in getting your your preps uh taken care of 
because ultimately what we're doing is uh, we're not just storing up stuff. We're, we're doing this because we want to make sure that we are able to survive when things go crazy, whatever that might be in our lives, right? And that we are able to help our families survive and we're able to take care of them uh, in, in whatever the situation might be. So uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, hopefully that was beneficial to you. When you go over to edthatmatters.com and you, you click on this, uh, this article, uh, you're able to download a free worksheet. I'm trying to do that uh, when I do something like this to kind of give you something to to work from. So you're just not, uh, again, shooting out there, you know, uh, you know, guns blazing and uh, making uh, some crazy decisions. We want to help you as much as possible. So that's why I'm trying to make these free worksheets and, and putting out this information out there. All right, so I'm looking forward to writing the next article uh, for Ed that matters on this, the next article in the series, Survival for the Common Man. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next article. Our uh, next and last article of the podcast uh, comes to us from Backdoor Survival. And uh, the article is called The Healing Garden, 10 Herbs to Grow in the Survival Garden. And uh, actually, this is an article from the archives uh, uh, from Prepper website. And so uh, usually on the Facebook group, I try to put out uh, sometime in the week. I'm like, hey, guys, what would you like to uh, what would you like to uh, what, what kind of article would, I, would you like to, to hear from the archive? Now, so now uh, you know, there's a couple of things that get posted there usually. Now, there's a couple of things uh, this this week and uh, some of them were some of them were good. But sometimes I'm limited to what I have uh, in the archives. And so, I mean, you know, I, I you know, got to understand that part of it. And then sometimes I do have articles there, but they're o older websites. Maybe the websites have gone down or maybe the websites, uh, I, I don't have permission from these, uh, from these webmasters. Uh, I haven't really sought it out. So maybe the, the website is still up, but they haven't necessarily uh, posted anything new and they haven't, you know, I haven't really given, uh, asked for permission because I'm trying to do that to be faithful to the fact that, you know, I'm reading somebody else's material online. And so, uh, theoretically, I believe that I could do that regardless of asking for permission, but I did want to, uh, you know, go about it the right way. And that's why I asked for permission uh, when I start, um, you know, when, when I'm pulling articles from a, from a specific website. Um, these are this article is it looks like it's back from uh, March 2014, so uh, you know about three years old, a little a little uh, more than three years old. And uh, one of the requests was you know herbs, talking about herbs and uh, you know using those for medicinal reasons and medicinal purposes. And uh, the thing is, is you know I've talked about that before. I think that uh, knowing herbal remedies, I think that's going to be important. Uh, it is not hard to grow herbs. Some of these are very, very easy. Some of these actually uh, are, are, you have to be careful because they can overwhelm your garden. And so you need to make sure that you are, uh, you know, maybe even uh, you're growing them in pots uh, and, uh, and things like that because they can get away from you like peppermint. But I think it's very important. Now, this is kind of like a general purpose uh, a general purpose article so you're gonna get some some overall you're gonna get the the view from the top right a big bird's-eye view 
uh, and some some specific information, but hopefully it's the type of information that gets you to say, hey, you, you know what? I need to, that that herb sounds like it's pretty good. I might be able to use that herb, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go do some more research on it. So and that's what I kind of mean by that. It's uh, it, you know you're getting that bird's eye view of it. And then hopefully you can dig down and do a little bit more research uh, on a specific herb. Uh, and you know we have had we do a lot of uh, articles on specific herbs on Prepper website. So you can always go to the uh, to the website archive, or, I'm sorry, the article archive, and and find these herbs. Or you could just go to Google and uh, find what's out there. So let's go ahead. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start reading this article: uh, Ten Herbs to Grow in the Survival Garden. And uh, like I said, hopefully you'll find one that, that uh, kind of piques your interest. For many, the time has come to plan our summer gardens. Given the overwhelming interest in recent articles about essential oil oils, I decided to revisit the topic of an herbal healing garden. My interest is a bit self-serving in that I am in the process of rethinking my own garden. And while I grow an abundance of rosemary, lavender, and peppermint, this year will be an ideal time to replace some tired shrubs with plants that will work for me. Healing herbs will fit the bill, quote, nicely. Herbs have been used for centuries to soothe and to heal. According to Wikipedia, herbs have long been used as the basis of traditional Chinese herbal medicine, with usage dating as far back as the 1st century CE and before. Medicinal use of herbs in Western cultures has its roots in the Hippocratic elemental healing system based on quaternary elemental healing metaphor. With such a long history and use, it makes perfect sense that you would want to include a selection of herbs in the survival garden. So healing herbs for the healing garden. Basil. People don't usually think of basil as a healing herb, and yet, traditionally, it is called the king of herbs. It is used medicinally as a natural anti-inflammatory and is thought to have mild antiseptic functions. Some healing uses are for flatulence, lack of appetite, nausea and cuts and scrapes. It is also superb on spaghetti and in pesto, but then you already knew that. Basil is an annual plant, so you have to start anew each year. German chamomile. Chamomile is one of the most popular herbs in the Western world. Its flower heads are commonly used for infusions, teas, and salves. These, in turn, can be used to treat indigestion, anxiety, and skin inflammation. As a tea, it serves as a mild sedative to help with sleep. Hey, i got to be honest. I haven't had a lot of uh, luck with chamomile. Um, I've tried to grow it in, in some pots. I tried to grow it from seed, and just that just did not go well at all. Uh, and I tried to grow it in some pots, and uh, you know, just just didn't do very well. I, I, I might have been overwatering it, uh, but uh, I, I need to practice on that one. Uh, feverfew. This perennial is a member of the sunflower family and has been used for centuries in European folk medicine as a remedy for headaches, arthritis, and fevers. The name feverfew comes from a Latin word meaning fever reducer. Its many uses include easing headaches, headache pain, especially migraines. This is done by chewing on the leaves. A tea made from the leaves and flowers is said to relieve the symptoms of arthritis. And I got to tell you, uh, feverfew. This is one uh, uh, that I haven't seen uh, in a long time. Uh, haven't seen this uh, this herb talked about in a long time. So uh, you might want to do some research on that one, especially if you can 
if if it is true that uh, chewing chewing the leaves uh, help to ease uh, ease uh, a headache, right? All right. Next one is lemon balm. Lemon balm is a member of the mint family. Considered a calming herb, it has been used as far back as the Middle Ages to reduce stress and anxiety, promote sleep, improve appetite, and ease pain and discomfort from indigestion. Even before the Middle Ages, lemon balm was steeped in wine to lift the spirits, help heal wounds, and treat venomous insect bites and stings. As with many other herbs in your healing garden, lemon balm promotes relaxation and a sense of calm. Parsley. While not one of my favorites, there is nothing like a sprig of parsley to take away bad breath. It is no wonder that this biennial, meaning it lives for two years, is used to decorate and garnish plates in the fanciest of restaurants. When brewed as a tea, parsley can help supplement iron in a person's diet, particularly for those who are anemic. Drinking parsley tea also boosts energy and overall circulation of the body and helps battle fatigue from lack of iron. Other uses, parsley tea fights gas and flatulence in the belly, kidney infections, and bladder infections. Uh, it can also be an effective diuretic. Sage. Did you know that the genus name for sage is salvia, which means to heal? In the first century CE, Greek physician Dioscorides reported that sage stopped a bleeding of wounds and cleaned ulcers and sores. He also recommended sage juice in warm water for hoarseness and cough. In modern times, a sage tea is used to soothe mouth, throat, and gum inflammation. This is because sage has excellent antibacterial and astringent properties. Thyme. Back during medieval times, thyme was given to knights before going into battle. The purpose was to infuse this manly man with vigor and courage. These days, thyme used to relieve coughs, congestion, indigestion, and gas. This perennial is rich in thymol, a strong antiseptic, making thyme highly desirable in the treatment of wounds and even fungus infections. Thyme is a per perennial that does well even in cooler Pacific Northwest climates. Rosemary Long ago, rosemary was known as the herb of remembrance. Even today, in places like Australia and New Zealand, it is used as a symbol of remembrance since it is known to help sharpen mental clarity and stimulate brain function. You might recall that many stat statues in, of the ancient Greeks and Romans show men wearing sprigs of rosemary on their heads, signifying mental acuity. The needles of the delightful fragrant rosemary plant can be used in a tea to treat digestive problems. The same tea can also be used as an expectorant and as a relaxing beverage that is helpful for headaches. Other healing uses in include improving memory, relieving muscle pain and spasms, stimulating hair growth, and supporting the circulatory and nervous systems. Peppermint. Peppermint has a long tradition of medicinal use. Archaeological evidence places its use far back as 10,000 years ago. It is commonly used to soothe or treat symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, indigestion, irritable bowels, and bloating, and more. The leaves and stems contain menthol, which in addition to use medicinally, is used as a flavoring in food and a fragrance in cosmetics. The plant is prolific, growing well in moist, shaded areas as well as in sunnier locations. The roots emit runners that can quickly overtake the garden, so most gardeners prefer to plant peppermint in pots. The easiest way to acquire a peppermint plant, 
Find a friend or neighbor that is growing peppermint to break off a stem. Place it in a glass of water and in a very short period of time, roots will form and you will have your own peppermint start. Lavender. I saved my personal favorite for last. Of course, it helps that I have an abundant amount of fragrant lavender in my yard. A tea made from lavender has many uses with one of the foremost being its ability to have a calming effect on a person's mind and body. To that end, lavender can promote a sense of well-being and alleviate stress. It is also useful for dealing with various gastrointestinal issues such as upset stomachs and flatulence. Because it is a strong antiseptic, lavender tea, when applied topically, can help heal cuts, wounds, and sores. It can also be used to mitigate bad breath. So how do I get started? With so many herbs to choose from, where do you start? A lot will depend on the amount of space you have, the climate, and the availability of seeds, starts, or cuttings. My recommendation is that you start with three or four herbs that appeal to you from a healing perspective. Many can be grown in pots or on a porch or a deck, so if space is a problem, you can start modestly. How to make an herbal tea. The process of making a pot of herbal tea is in itself healing. Perhaps that has something to do with the proactive effort involved in doing something positive for one's own self and well-being. And luckily, brewing an herbal tea is easy. To make an herbal tea, first bring some cool water to a boil. While waiting for the water to boil, fetch a non-mint metal container that will be used to brew the tea. A quart mason jar works nicely for this purpose. You don't want to use a metal container since the metal may interfere with the purity and taste of the tea. Add two tablespoons of fresh or one tablespoon of dried herb or crushed seed to the empty pot or jar for each cup of water. Then, and this is the important part, add an extra two tablespoons of fresh or one tablespoon of dried herb for the pot. So for example, if you are making two cups of hot tea, you would use six tablespoons of fresh herbs or three tablespoons of dried herbs. Pour the boiling water over the herbs and let them steep. Covered for about five minutes, give or take. There is no exact time since everyone's strength preference is different. When ready, strain the herbs and pour the tea into a cup. At this point, you may want to garnish your heavenly and healing cup of tea with honey, citrus fruits, or additional herbs, herb sprigs. For iced tea, increase the quantity of herbs in the basic recipe by one and a half to allow for dilution from the melting ice. Hey, on that steeping, I have always heard that for herbal teas, let them steep for 10 minutes. Uh, you know, depending, I mean, if it's something like you bought at the store, like a little package and, you know, it's a tea bag, uh, five minutes might be all right. But I've always heard 10 minutes. You want to at least do it for 10 minutes. Uh, and definitely you want to cover it. Uh, you don't want, uh, you, you want it to be able to, to be covered and uh, work that way. All right, the final word. In reading about these herbs, you may have noticed that many are reputed to have the same or similar healing qualities. Do they work? I can personally vouch for rosemary and lavender, which I have used as both a tea and as an essential oil. One thing that is true is that with a little time and for a nominal cost, you can grow the makings for healing tea, infusions, and balms in your own garden. Add a dose of sun and some rich potting soil and you will be set to go. Just keep in mind that while perennial plants will flourish over the winter and will be there for you the following spring, annual plants must be reseeded or restarted every year. If you would like to learn more about the healing properties of various herbs, 
The University of Maryland Medical Center has an excellent website with a lot of useful information about herbs and other alternative medicine topics. Click on herbs then scroll down to the particular herb you would like to learn about. Also, note this disclaimer. I am not a healthcare practitioner and anything I write should not be construed as medical advice. If you have a serious condition, consult a physician or nurse practitioner if one is available. And if not, consult a reliable reference such as my favorite, the Survival Medicine Handbook, a guide for when help is not on the way. All right. Uh, well, you know, in uh, Gay here, uh, she, she winds up linking to uh, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's book, The Survival Medicine Handbook, which I have said over and over and over again, that is the most important book that you can have, most important survival book that you can have. If you don't have that book, get that book. You just take the take the time to, to to go to Amazon and order it. I'm going to link to it on the show notes, and uh, I will link to it on the show notes on the uh, the website. I can't link to it on the show notes that you get in iTunes or any of the other podcast catchers uh, because that's not the way it's supposed to work. But um, definitely go to it from uh, the Prepper website podcast or from Gaze uh, from Backdoor Survival. You can go do it from there, uh, but. Uh, you know, it's right. You know, we keep talking. I keep talking about um, medicinal herbs and and um, the the path of medicine and where medicine is going in the future, or where it might be going. Um, you know, so who knows about that? But it doesn't hurt to have some herbs in the garden that can be used for cooking. So you can you know you can use like lemon balm and, and you can use that kind of stuff for cooking and basil, but you can also use it for medicinal purposes. Uh, I love going through the garden when like lavender is is out and uh, just rubbing your hands on on the leaves and you know that that fragrance transfers to your to your uh, to your hand and doing that with peppermint and even lemon balm. I love the way that that stuff smells. Um, I, I really uh, love this that she linked to this article or to this website, the University of Maryland Medical Center. Uh, definitely that's probably one that you need to go to and bookmark I haven't gone to it in a very very long time and so you uh, you know but that's one that you want to go check out and uh, get all kinds of uh, good information uh, with all their alternative medicine uh, uh, website that they have there so good article over at backdoor survival there's uh, links that you can uh, click on and uh, get more information uh, on, on various things, especially that one about the University of Maryland. All right, guys, uh, I think that is it for this week. It's I uh, can't believe it's uh, another week uh, in the I guess in the books, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, another podcast, uh, you know, done, and I'm just so uh, excited that I get to do this every week with you. And so, uh, if you get a chance, come over to the Prepper Website Podcast. And uh, if there was something in, in one of the episodes that like really meant uh, something to you or you really learned something, love to hear from you. You can always drop me a line in, in the, the comment section and I'll see that regardless of the episode, uh, you know, you, regardless of the episode. And then you can always, uh, you know, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Always love to hear from listeners and, and uh, you know, what's going on. I love to connect with you on the Facebook group as well. So, uh, you know, come over to the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com and click on the Facebook group. And you can go and go there and uh, request to join. And uh, we'll, we'll get you in there right away. Uh, if you haven't, uh, recently I have 
put together, uh, I'm calling it a kit link bomb, but what would you put in your survival kit? If that's something that you've ever, uh, you know, you wanted to get some more information about, I put together a big resource of all different kinds of kits uh, and uh, information that you can you can gain and you can gather. And so it's a lot of information, but uh, I'm going to be linking to it as well in the show notes, so you can go check that out over at uh, theprepperwebsitepodcast.com, but I'll put the direct link there. And then when you're there, uh, make sure that you get uh, you sign up for the email list so that you can get uh, the free PDF. You know, my nine experts share their seven uh, top items for you know kit items, and uh, that's nine of my uh, preparedness friends uh, out there in the community, gurus who are out there. Uh, she, you know, Gay. We just read uh, an article from Backdoor Survival. Uh, she did uh, share. Uh, hers as well but uh, you know some of my friends there have given some great advice and so put it all together in a pdf that uh, send out to you for joining the list and so if you haven't done that i welcome you to do that as well and don't forget uh, as the weekend uh, you got a lot of weekend here hopefully you get to go spend some time with family and, and friends and maybe even some dirt time but if you're looking for more preparedness information there's tons over at prepperwebsite.com we post somewhere in the neighborhood between 8 to 12 articles every single night. And uh, you can go check that out. Fresh articles, uh, the newest ones usually from uh, the preparedness community. And then uh, if you're looking for anything specific, on the right-hand side, we have specific pages dedicated to firearms, conspiracy, DIY, frugal, living, alternative news, all kinds of stuff that you can go click on and uh, get information about. So uh, hopefully you get a chance to come over to Prepper website and just kind of poke around a little bit and explore. You'll, uh, you'll find a lot of good stuff. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.